0: ENISA, the European Network and Information Security Agency, is out with its first threat landscape report. What are the key threats facing organizations in 2013? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking today with Dr. Luis Marinos, author of the report from ENISA. Dr. Marinos, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: I thank you for this uh, nice opportunity to discuss about uh, my report.
0: To begin with, could you take just a minute to tell us a bit about yourself and your experience with ANISA, please?
1: Sure. I am uh, with ANISA about uh, seven and a half years now from day zero. My responsibility was and still is risk management. So we started with some basic uh, stuff, uh, looking at existing methods, tools and so on, then looked at uh, different practices. Then later, we have been doing quite a lot in the area of emerging risks by looking at emerging technological scenarios and trying to assess the risks. And since uh, almost one year now, I have been uh, doing uh, some work in the area of uh, threat
0: analysis. Well, Dr. Marinos, this is a significant threat landscape report. Tell us a little bit about the genesis of the report and the target audience.
1: Okay, why why we decided to look at threats? Uh, actually, from the first days of Enisa, when we looked at risk assessment, we found out that in order to evaluate risk, it's like an algorithm. And in this algorithm, you have as parameters uh, an asset, which is a valuable uh, item of your company. You have a vulnerability of an asset, eventual uh, vulnerability. Yeah, and you have threats who try to abuse these vulnerabilities in order to get the assets. And you have some probability how probable is that this threat materialized? Uh, we found out that um, in risk assessment, these parameters are not used by experts in the same way. So, uh, in many times, we try to find out what what are the some standard way to perform assessments, risk assessment, and how can you fix what the asset is, what the vulnerabilities, what a threat, and so on. Then uh, recently through our uh, committees we have uh, made many discussions and uh, we, f- we thought it's a good idea to try to fix some of those parameters in the risk assessment algorithm I just mentioned in order to uh, enable people to make better risk assessments. So the, the idea was born to look at threats because in many cases we do not have the opportunity to look at particular assets of companies or to say something about their value and the impact. What happens if this asset is being taken by an attacker? This is not possible to do it because we don't know the the very details of each company. So we tried to find things. Okay, vulnerability analysis is already a a, a well-set service, if I may say so. In the threat area, we have uh, difficulty to consolidate what is out there and make it uh, uh, as a pre-cooked, so to say, food to risk, uh, people who make risk assessments, so that we can achieve one, one day that th- the risk assessment activity is being done in a way which is more or less similar in many organizations. So, in, 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 this, in this respect, we, we decided to last year to uh, look uh, at, uh, at threats, existing threats, and make, so to say, a neutral compilation of all these threats reports we found around into one single comprehensive report.
0: Well, let's talk a bit about the report. What emerged as the top threats that are currently impacting organizations, and what's most at risk? First of all, I have to
1: say that we have prioritized these risks according to a statistic sample, meaning that the most frequent ones are higher. This doesn't mean that the most frequent ones generate the biggest impact or are, or generate the biggest risk. This must be clear. Meaning that uh, something which is uh, da- down in, in the our priority list, like for example targeted attacks, as we know from last year, might generate a big, a huge impact, and you know being in the media and so on. However, this uh, do not happen so often. So drive-by exploit, which is the number one threat we identified, is the one that happens more o- uh, often. That's why it's uh, on the on the top of this list. Yes, uh, drive-by exploit, uh, war and trojans. In- Uh, very high in their hierarchy, code injection, attacks and exploit kit and botnets if we just take the the top five, so to say. Now, who is uh, mostly exposed to these uh, threats depends, it's something that we cannot say definitely, depends, uh, as we said previously, according to the risk algorithm, depends on the asset you have, depends on the impact uh, the loss of asset might create. So this is uh, case by case, but it might... um, A threat might generate different risks, which we cannot assess by now because we just look at the threat alone.
0: One of the other things that you look at in the report are some of the emerging trends that are tied to the risks, and you include mobile, social media, cloud, big data. Which specific threats do you see impacting these trends the most and why? So the
1: the rationale behind this report was to look firstly, as I said, at the most frequent threats. And then what we did, we projected uh, these threats to different areas. Uh, this is indeed the first step towards a risk assessment, but due to the fact that we are not owners of any assets, we, we, we just have made a reflection of this risk to different areas. Uh, and that's how these uh, emerging areas have been created. As a matter of fact, we believe that the proliferation of mobile computing and mobile devices will be a very important thing, and especially because uh, in our mobile devices, different technologies converge, and this generates a very good substrate that some of these assets are going to be attacked. So, taking the assumption that mobile computing is or is already very very famous, many people are using it. And due to the fact that uh, on these platforms, different other services converge, like, for example, social networking uh, and, and cloud computing in particular, and to some extent big data, because as we know, the small devices generate big amount of data, geolocation stuff and, and so on. It seems to us that these platforms are a very good candidate to be attacked. So many of, of the threats we have identified are going to eventually materialize in mobile devices.
0: So you've looked at the trends. You've looked at the threats. What's your sense of how organizations now are responding to these threats?
1: Our vision is that as far as we have generated this material, people who perform risk assessments are going to take this information into account so that they might generate more accurate risk assessments. Now uh, what we have is that uh, we we came out with this uh, li- uh, list of, of threats, so we hope and wish that risk managers are going to uh, use our material in order to to make risk assessment which are more close to the reality, if I may say so.
0: So as I review the report, I see these threats. In my eyes, are pretty common to organizations globally. Do you find that any of these are unique in any way to the European Union countries?
1: No, we don't think that uh, these are unique to the EU. And actually, uh, in our work, we, we looked at very many different uh, reports which exist globally. Uh, however, as we also said, uh, yes, we discussed also at the beginning of the document and uh, uh, almost uh, at the end. We still need some more accurate uh, information in order to make better a, a better estimation of, of, of the threat potential. This kind of information would be a better geographical spread. Quite a few of, of the reports we looked at have already this information. However, it would be nice to have more information about the geographic distribution of these threats. This doesn't really exist. And there are other things which are missing in order to complete the puzzle. Okay, like for example, maybe we come uh, to that later. Like like for example, that we don't have significant information about the threat agents, so the the adversaries. Okay, this is something which is missing, and uh, it's very necessary in order to better estimate what is the potential behind all these threats. For example, it's a a different thing if you uh, experience a a drive-by exploit, which is um, performed by so to say. uh, scripted, or there is something bigger behind that, for example, some professional organization or some competitors or, or what have you. So this is a significant part which is still not that much present uh, uh, in in the field.
0: Now, you spoke about how organizations should use this report, which is to inform their own risk assessments. What is your advice for how organizations should respond to the threats you've identified?
1: I think definitely one good thing uh, which should be made is to perform risk assessment because it's something that we all security experts know that not always, uh, I mean, some security measures or mitigation measures are are not the result of a, a thorough risk assessment. And secondly, to revise your assessments frequently, for example, once a year in order to reflect the changes in the threat landscape. This unfortunately does not systematically happen in organizations, so I would recommend organizations to enforce or enhance the function of risk assessment, of risk management, take it seriously, and repeat it regularly in order to reflect changes in the threat landscape.
0: Now, you spoke about your research for the year and how you're going to further develop your threat landscape reporting. What can you tell us about what ANISA's role will be in helping organizations respond to these threats in 2013?
1: ANISA's strategy for organization uh, is actually quite defined through the ANISA regulation. ANISA is primarily working for the Commission, European Commission, member states. So it happens in many cases that uh, first of all, of course, our results are public. So. As we said before, this thing, uh, this this report can be used by any uh, risk management uh, globally. However, we uh, sometimes we service requests from member states and Commission to look more closely at a particular issue, for example, uh, smart grid infrastructure or some specific case of uh, of cloud computing, and then on a case by, by case uh, manner we we look. Uh, according to some requests, we, we receive the um, systems or services of member states. This is what we do specifically for our stakeholders, if I may say so. These are our direct stakeholders. However, this, this report is, a, if, if you wish, a public, public good so many people globally could use it to enhance on risk assessment quality.
0: Well, Dr. Marinos, it's a thorough report, and I appreciate your time and your insight in discussing the Threat Landscape Report today. Thank you very much. I thank you. Thank you very much. The topic has been Inisa's Threat Landscape Report. I've been talking with Inisa's Louis Marinos. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.